Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. You're about to listen to youth produce content from Listen Up Youth Radio. Listen Up is a Twin City social enterprise working at the intersection of youth employment, leadership, and media production. You're listening to Youth Soup, the podcast that adds some youth to your soup. That was so good. Good morning, I'm Rena, and I am a youth suit producer. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them, and I reside and work on stolen Dakota and Anishinaabe land in Minnesota. Hi, I'm Miles, also known as Big Fish Miles or MREN on streaming platforms. I used to call myself just a singer-songwriter-producer, but I've dabbled in photography and videography like this past year, so I guess I'm more of just like a digital media creator in general. I mean, that's what I want to go to college for. I'm 17 years old, and I'm from Texas, so yeah. The coolest person I know in the entire world. Um, <laughs> this podcast episode, or this episode, is going to be um, all about being trans and being trans-masculine, and um, um, all <laughs> the things that come with that. Um it was like originally I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be like the happiest trans podcast. <laughs> it's not, and that's okay. Um, we both have like, I don't know. Would you? Would it be fair to say that we've both like kind of been in like a a slump of like, <laughs> like this sucks. Yeah. Like, um, so like we definitely we don't have to avoid that we definitely i mean that's a very real part of it so i don't want to like completely ignore that because that would just be not that wouldn't make sense um yeah yeah. (laughs) um first question can be what is like what is something that makes you like happy to be trans like what is what is one thing that makes you glad that you are trans um probably like the biggest thing that makes me glad that i am trans is that i'm just not cis like yes i get upset that i'm not (laughs) i get upset that i'm not cis but then i see like cis people like cis men specifically like at school or in public and i'm like i'm glad i'm not that no exactly (laughs) that is that's literally exactly what i was gonna say i think i would be (laughs) such a menace i would be so annoying 
if I was cis. I would be <laughs> I would yeah. be so annoying. Like I'm like already like significantly obnoxious, but I I would be so much worse. I know I would be so much worse if I wasn't trans. Like I would be so annoying. And I know if I was cis, I would just I don't know. Like it's just it's not me. (laughs) No, it (laughs) literally isn't me. Like I want to look cis, but like I just I'm glad that I I had I was raised like I was raised as a girl, you know, and like I have those experiences that help shape me into a better person because I feel like cis men they have a different upbringing, and most cis men that I know are just like deeply misogynistic so yeah yeah. (laughs) for sure like i was talking to my brother and like um him and one of our like childhood best friends like who i've known my entire life we were talking i was like you know um like i am just really glad that i have some like you know men in my life who aren't like who aren't misogynistic and my brother looked at me and is like well like even though we're not like me and my like childhood best friend or his childhood best friend aren't like actively like misogynistic he was telling me that like he has picked up so much stuff from like our uncles (laughs) that he's just like he's he's trying to unlearn it and i'm like i am so happy that i don't have that like obviously there's things i've obviously there's things i picked (laughs) up on and i do definitely have like internalized misogyny but like not to the extent that he does because yeah. I was socialized yeah. as a girl by like really like strong independent woman like like you can do it yeah like yes. the like go girl like you go like that was literally like how I was raised <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. like I guess I am grateful for that most of the time <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like in middle school I when I started questioning my gender, I became friends with some cis men and just like the way they interact with each other is very different. Like, and I find myself not really being friends with cis men in general, just because like they just say and do things. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, I went through, like, I remember last year I had this like classmate. Um, and he was only, he only went to my school for one year and I love him so much. He's like one of my favorite like cis guys like he's like one of my favorite ones um (laughs) but I had this like such an intense like I need to be your friend to prove like that I'm like (laughs) I'm like enough of a man I'm like enough of a guy like I'm like and it was like the strangest feeling it reminded me of when I was like still like a like a little like like lesbian and like <laughs> would be like would have these crushes but it would be like oh but i want to be your friend it reminded me of that it's like <laughs> i was like so i felt so like inadequate as yeah um like as a masked person not having a lot of cis male friends because mm-hmm. i was like well i want to feel like a part of like that group and then I did sometimes and I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. (laughs) Like in the moment it's fun. And then you're like, wait, but I'm not going to participate in all the stuff that y'all do. And y'all talk like the things that y'all talk about. I'm like, I don't Mm want to be in that conversation. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And that's why I'm not really friends with cis men. And like the few cis men that I am friends with, 
are usually like LGBT because um, it's just like straight cis men. I, I can't like really relate to them about anything. And usually straight cis men don't actually see me as a man either. So <laughs> it's like th- th- you can't really win. I mean, like there is like one straight cis man that I'm friends with that he's actually like really cool and I love him very dearly. And like when I see him, I'm like, oh my god, because like he just he makes me want to cry because he actually like respects me as a person. Like that's like so depressing that I'm like, like I'm like, oh my god, I love this cis man because he like he actually like calls me like by my pronouns. <laughs> like that's, no, but that's so depressing. That, no, like it's like it's sad, but it's also like. You know, we, it, it's true. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I don't, I don't know who that is for me, but I w- love that for you. And I, like, <laughs> I get it. Like, I get it. That would make me yeah. so genuinely happy because something that I'm, like, constantly thinking about at school is, hmm, this person has known me. Oh, actually, no, I do, I do have a cis het man in my life who I have a man in my life who <laughs> like genuinely and he's known me since sixth grade and okay. I was worried that that would make it really difficult because other people who've known me since sixth grade other cishet men who've known me since sixth grade like as much as they say that they're like oh yeah I don't think you're a girl I know they do like yeah I I, I know I literally I I, I just know they do like, <laughs> We know, like, like you, deeply you in my heart, feel like that, like deep in my soul, I know. But there's this one. He's my buddy. He's my friend. Um, and he texted me, and he was like, he responded to one of my stories, and he was like, "Rena boy, I love you." And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I was like, it's, it's, that's, that's so crazy." Like, I was like, "No way, you guys, no way." <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me happy to be trans yeah. because, like, I wouldn't get that happy if I wasn't, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, do you... Blah, 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 do you want to talk about the, like, how our identities have changed over the last, like, <laughs> couple years? <Sure>. Like, <laughs> the trans mask pipeline. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I love talking about it. Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's taken me a very long time to get here. Um, when I was... <laughs> I remember when I was in fifth grade, I told this girl that I was a lesbian. And she was like, ew. And I was like, never mind, I was just joking. I was just joking. <laughs> it was just a joke, guys. Just jokes, and just jokes. then I got into middle school. Like, okay... This is going to sound really depressing, but this is a part of LGBT experience. And it's really sad that some people have to go through this, but I went through it several times. Actually, like two like major times, I was outed at, at school. And I was bullied at school. Um, because, like, he told everybody that I was a lesbian, but I told him I was bisexual. But he told everybody that I was a lesbian. And, you know, like looking back at that, I was really depressed, (laughs) but like, I don't know, like, it's sad that that's a part of like LGBTQ experience that people like go out of their way to like make sure to ruin your coming out, but they do. Um, No, literally. Then like seventh and eighth grade, well, specifically seventh grade, I was already out at sixth grade, but seventh grade, I decided to take pride in being a lesbian. I decided, well, I didn't decide, but I was like, I'm a lesbian. And 
I took pride in being a lesbian. I guess I was kind of known as like the gay kid because all these like people would come up to me and be like, I'm questioning my sexuality. And I'm I'm just kind of like, oh, good for you. Like, I, <laughs> like they would come to me for advice about stuff like that. Um, but I was still like, I had a lot of internalized homophobia. I was, I would go to church twice a week. Um, I would go to youth group on Wednesdays and then on Sundays I would go to like service. Um, but that summer I went to church camp and somebody from my school outed me at church camp and no at church know, at church camp. Yeah. Um, and these girls, they approached me and they were like, <laughs> you're going to go to hell. And I, I didn't even like know what to say. I, I went to the restroom and I started crying. They also like time and place guys, time and place. We were, it was like at the party part of the church. It was like after the service, they would have like parties. We listen to music. It wasn't the party. Like I was, I wanted to have fun and they got to ruin that for me. Um, but they, they, they approached me and then everybody else, like in my little small group, they heard, they were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like lesbian hell, you're going to burn. Um, and then they kept threatening to like lesbian alert. (laughs) They kept threatening to tell my small group leader. And I was like, can you please not do that? That's not her business. And then they did. Um, and my small group leader, she sat me down. And she was like, you know, your friends are just worried for you. Like, they just want you to, like, they they just want you to be safe. And they want you to give your life to Jesus. And they don't want, they want to go to heaven with you. They're just worried about you. And I'm just like, okay, bro. Like, cool. Anyways, flashing forward, eighth grade, I dated several girls. <laughs> um, and then freshman year, I started questioning my sexuality again. I started dating a dude. And I changed everything about myself for this dude and at this point in time like the summer before freshman year I was questioning my gender like heavily I was saying that I was gender fluid and then somebody was like oh you you're gender fluid like you know like making fun and I was like no never mind like (laughs) like you know like that type of thing and then I started dating the dude and I made myself extremely feminine for him I would dress in dresses I like literally my entire life beforehand I would never like voluntarily get in a dress but I started dating a dude and I felt like I had to be feminine for him to like still like me um and I dressed really feminine we ended up breaking up during COVID because COVID hit during my freshman year and then the next the following year it was like December 2021 I realized that I was actually trans I came out in January 2021 and I have been trans <laughs> I've been trans I've been trans my whole life guys believe it or not but um That's crazy. I've That's been out as a trans no man since <laughs> since 2021 um we're like three years now three I can't do math two years um so yeah Going that's strong. been my experience it's been very long <laughs> long and exhausting yeah and it's like it feels like it's never ending like it it, yeah i'm going through it right now like (laughs) like i like i remember in fourth grade i was like i think i like girls guys and (laughs) i lived in like this tiny town in like rural wisconsin and but like Mm -hmm. my you know so my brother's best friend that i was talking about his mom's are lesbian mm-hmm. and they were like like they okay. basically like helped raise me like they're like at my birth like like it's not like i didn't have trans like tra- yeah. trans like queer people in my life it's just like i was like no way <laughs> no way that's me <laughs> like yeah no way no way that's happening and then uh <laughs> and then in fifth grade i had my like emo phase my first emo phase 
and I was like, Real. yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't really thinking about anything. And then in sixth grade, I moved to Minnesota and I had my like, I had a crush on this dude. And then he like asked me out in the parent pickup line. And then apparently he was a, he was joking. And then it was this whole thing. And then, <laughs> but that, at that time I was like really like giving like lesbian art teacher. Like that was my like thing. You know, oh, yeah. you know, I had that thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, I had like a disgusting <laughs> pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, oh my God, I had one of those too. Awful. That's crazy. It was so awful. And then mm-hmm. seventh grade, I don't really, th- I think I was like pretty set on being like cool, like lesbian. And then, mm-hmm. and then at the beginning of COVID, I was in, hmm, I think, I think I was in eighth grade and, um, mm, seventh or eighth grade and, um, no, cause it was, yeah, it was the end of seventh, it was the end of seventh grade. I forget you're younger yeah, than me. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> um, but it was like the end of seventh grade when COVID hit and then TikTok happened. I oh my God, will TikTok, never forgive TikTok for what they did to me. Very common. My TikTok lesbian phase <laughs> was like something oh. I will never I I like I have I've just for I've made myself forget about it. And like mind you, this is like like a 12, 13 year old being a TikTok lesbian. Like what were you like, hey, mama? No, I refused. I was like, I hate hey, mama's lesbians. And then the gay <laughs> started. And like, do you, do, were you oh, a part of those? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had several Yubo Oh my gosh, Yubo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was um, a time. Yeah, so I yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple and of those. <laughs> that was just like crazy. There was a lot of like, um, Actually, I have to check if I can say this, but there was a lot of like over sexualizing myself and like like mm. convincing myself. I I think that I was convincing myself that I was a girl, not in like the way I'm like looking at myself and be like, you're a girl, you're a girl. But I was just like I was so convinced that my only worth was like my body. And so I was like well yeah yeah, obviously I have to be a girl because of this and then I think Mm -hmm. eighth grade I was like non-binary and like no eighth grade I was she they it was so funny the she they lesbian to trans mask pipeline is absurd is that is crazy it's so true it is so true it is so true then I think I've had he him or no I had he, him in my bio for a little bit and then I changed it back to he, they, <laughs> and that's where it's at now. <laughs> but like, yeah. Can I ask yeah. you a question about that? Do you use he, they, because you genuinely identify it with it or because people like misgender you that and call you That is such a good them? question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little bit of both. Okay. Like, I think there is some... There's definitely a part of me that is, like, not done mourning, like, my, like, 
girlhood yeah, you know yeah. in a sense like I haven't like gotten over the fact that like all of these experiences that I've had like all these identities that I was so invested in like being like a lesbian like I was so invested in it right and I like have you know like it's something I cared a lot about yeah and now it's changing and I it feels good that I'm like I feel a lot more settled and comfortable like being trans and like Mm -hmm. like it makes a so much more it literally it it tracks it literally tracks but like I don't think I have I definitely haven't fully finished like letting go of that Mm -hmm. and so who knows like maybe when I like you know have my little like self-healing like recovery (laughs) Ah. like um I will you know realize that like I don't want to use they them pronouns Mm -hmm. but it it definitely is partially because people will go like they will try their they will put all of their effort into using they them pronouns for you even if you know even if they know that you use he him pronouns thank you they will thank you thank you they will go to they will they will spend so much try time and i'm like but that's not that's not what i use joking (laughs) yeah like i feel like like what is happening i feel like it's very common with adults to they them like Mm -hmm. it's happened to me so much like i'm not gonna say who but like somebody in my family like just recently started using he him for me um but before that it would always be they it's been two years (laughs) it's been two years get on it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think it it doesn't even something that baffles me is the fact that like a lot of the a lot of the arguments that adults use is like they then pronouns aren't grammatically correct so why (laughs) will you go ahead like why will you like fight tooth and nail to use they them instead of he him yes like he him is like technically whatever to your librarian standards more grammatically correct i guess first of all it's not it's not like they them is entirely grammatically correct and i had a whole conversation with my grandma because my little sibling is Mm non-binary this dude came out when they were seven like oh my god wow which is a whole other thing like i like they came out i haven't even come out to them Mm -hmm. like which is a whole other thing like i feel like i you know i have like an obligation to do that and i feel really guilty of not doing that first so someone so they you know have yeah had someone to like lean on you know look up to but like they've they've only the school that i went to for elementary school and the school that they're going to for elementary school and middle school not the same yeah yeah like the way they've been raised like is so much better and like so much like like queer affirming and like Mm -hmm. encouraging like never in my entire life was i asked what my pronouns were until sixth grade Mm -hmm. and (laughs) they wow i (laughs) i live in texas though so yeah you do (laughs) um and i also go to a hippie like a hippie school okay so and my little sibling, that's all that they've known. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, like, I know, like, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't even, like, a coming out for them in my eyes. Obviously, this is, like, what I 
saw, but it was more of a um, just like an update. Like, hey guys, FYI. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I love that. That's epic. That's iconic. Um, and like, so my parents have learned a lot um, about like that, and I, you know, and like pronouns and da da da, and like. I have a trans flag in my bedroom. My little sibling has a non-binary flag in their room. I got it for them for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Sidebar. My mother works at my hippie school. Mm-hmm. She has, like, there's there's a pride flag outside of our school. She does not know what the trans flag is. <laughs> <laughs> she walked into my room, and she was like, Rena, what's that flag mean? Okay, to be fair, my mom has also forgot that I'm trans twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, I've come out to her. One time she made me come out to her, and then the other time I, like, purposely did it because I was asking to go on tea. Mm-hmm. And she has forgotten twice. She has forgotten both times. Wow. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> she literally forgets, and it's like, what? Yeah. What? I feel like most just it's older crazy. people just really don't get it. Like, it's, like, rare that you'll come across somebody that genuinely understands a trans experience, especially if they're cis. Like, I seek so much validation from cis people, but <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to stop doing that, first off of all. Um, but, like, I seek so much validation from cis people, but half the time, they're, like, unaware of my existence, and they could not even care, like, at all, and I seek validation from them. Yeah, I, okay, that actually perfectly leads me into my next topic. Um, <laughs> like, I have it in the document as where did all the trans people go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I see it. And I think I'm, I meant more like, why don't we have, like, trans elders that we can look up to and, like, like have validation yeah. from them instead of the cis adults in our life? Like, why? Like, why? Yeah. And it makes me so sad. Like, growing up, I had unrestricted access to the internet growing up, first of all. But that led me to find people like Miles McKenna. Um, I love him. And he's awesome. I love him. But, like, he was, like, the first, like, trans man I ever saw. Mm -hmm. And, well, I don't know how he identifies now. I think he still identifies as trans man. Anyways, um, but, like... I remember watching his process, like, getting top surgery and, like, going on testosterone. And I was just, like, fascinated with it. Obviously, we know why. Like, I was so fascinated with it. But, um, like, that was, like, who I had as a kid. And now that I'm here, like, I'm I'm still a kid. I'm still 17. I'm 17 years old. I'm not an adult yet. But there's nobody. And, like, I only know, like, a couple of the trans people at school. And all of us are at different like stages in our transition and it's just I don't know like I everybody has such a different experience being trans and like I agree like where did all the trans people go like come on guys speak up like (laughs) please help me out here yeah it was it's definitely I I the it's not like I have to like remind myself it's not that like trans people don't exist and that like we we have obviously existed since the beginning of time but like it's been so we've been so purposely like like eradicated yeah (laughs) that um like the whole entire inspiration for this episode was the instagram account trans mask studies um 
like they that account the person who runs it like they do all of this like um these like they do all this research on like trans historical figures and not even like historical figures just like people in the past and it like it makes me so happy like to see yeah like hieroglyphics of trans people of the of like of Mm -hmm. queerness of like like gender queer people existing and i'm like are you kidding me like what and i (laughs) wish that like all like i want like a trans grandparent so badly (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) like like because i love rena I love the idea of like intergenerational like like friendships and like like being able to like have an elder in your life like like just to talk to you and like but I don't have that like I don't have like queer elders and but that's the thing that's going to be you you're going to be the trans grandparent. No, we <laughs> we have to do that. We have to do it. We, <laughs> we have, have to, to be the it. trans grandparent. We have to do it. Um mm-hmm. and like this one trans adult who used to work in my school left and I'm like, "Please come back." It's over. It's over. It's like, over. But here's the thing. I live in Texas. Like yeah. I don't go to a woke school. I actually go to a really conservative school and like everybody like uh, i like i hate to get about it like it, it makes me like dread going to school and being who i am because i go to a school and it's an agriculture school like it's like the actual high school and then we have the agriculture school like there too mm-hmm. um so you just walk onto campus and there are people flying trump flags on their pickup trucks in the parking lot Ew. and it's crazy um and it's just cowboy boots and cowboy hats everywhere. Everybody, like, you cannot say anything bad about religion ever. You will get, like, jumped. Like, it's horrible. Um, it's just, like, and by religion, I mean Christianity. <laughs> but, like, it's just really bad. It's very conservative, and it makes it hard, like, to exist as a trans person in that space but also existing as just a kid, a queer kid in a conservative area. And the city that I live in, I I live in Texas, but I live in San Antonio, Texas. It's a really big city. But if you live in the suburbs, it's a completely different experience than if you're living downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in my school district, when I tell people what school I go to, they're like, oh, <laughs> you go to that school. Like everybody knows, everybody knows. <laughs> what the heck is an agriculture school? Um, basically, oh, it's, it's, this is kind of what makes me, uh, it's like horrible. Basically, they raise like animals and they send them off. They have a competition in January. Like the competition just happened last month to sell their animals. And like, usually the animals get sent off to get killed. So like at the beginning of the summer, they'll buy like goats or pigs or chickens or whatever. And they have like six months or so to like raise them. And then they sell them. They go to competition to like who has the best goat or something i don't know how it really works but then they get sold and killed no <laughs> like for way food that exists. and stuff like that yeah it exists and like people are get like they they raise these animals to be sold but that's like my whole school and that's what my school is known for and it, it like there are queer people but it's 
there's not more queer people than there are like yee-yees. That's what we call them, the yee-yees. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Bro, Texas is <laughs> This is crazy. Yeah. Like, and like what? San Antonio where I live is very Hispanic, very Latino. Mm-hmm. But if you live in the suburbs, it's a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, is your school in the suburbs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. I can't yeah, even It's been rough 4 years. Oh my gosh. Texas scares me. But like I'm going to tell a quick story. So last year I had a mentor and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um he he taught me music production, but he like with the mentorship was through my school, but like we would go to a studio to meet him and at the end of the year we had a presentation and I invited him to come to the presentation. And I was like, yeah, like these kids like fly Trump flags. And he didn't believe me. He's like, no way, no way. He showed up to the school. He sees the Trump flags hanging on the trucks. And he's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, dude, I know I've been telling you because he lives like downtown. I'm telling you, it's two different things. Whoa. There's gay flags everywhere downtown. And here there's Trump flags and come what? Come and take it. Come and take it flags. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to be out of this building in in, in <laughs> minutes. So, um Go, 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 go. Okay. So Okay, what is one thing that you hope that people take away from listening to this? I know I didn't like really like specifically talk about it, but it's literally just be like be yourself unapologetically. Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um yes. <laughs> like I try, like, I know I'm being a hypocrite by saying this, but, like, literally do not care about what cis people think. I need to work on that myself, and that's something that I need to work on, a lot of other trans people need to work on, is, like, you shouldn't base mm-hmm. your transness off of cis people's validation. Mm-hmm. Base your transness also off of you, of your, like, personal personality, uh, the way that you live your life, base your transness off of that, not off of some cis dude calling you he him or she her they them whatever pronouns you've used like mm-hmm. base it off of yourself and your and yeah base it off of yourself your personality and not some dumb cis man who don't know what he's talking about so yeah you're gonna be such a good like trans grandpa <laughs> <laughs> I wish me and Miles could have talked all day. There is so much more to say and there always will be about the beauty of being trans, the absolutely awful parts, our histories, and our futures as trans folks. And I hope that everyone was able to take that away from me and Miles' conversation today. Transness is ancient, unbeatable, and unbelievably beautiful. And I hope that you are falling in love with your transness a little bit more every day. For Youth Soup, a podcast by Listen Up Youth Radio, I'm Rena Curtis. about 
Listen Up Youth Radio, including our peer-to-peer educational workshops in media production and social media marketing services at www.listenupyouth.org. Check out past broadcasts of YouthSoup on a live podcast app now available on iOS and coming soon to Android. This activity was made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Metropolitan Regional Arts Council thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.